Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Goodgirl, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Kaze, Clockwork Dork, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilded Sir, Sam, Fire Good and his good boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Jay Swizz, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, Blown Deuce, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Christina, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity Bell, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten 17, Neophyte, and Eric. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. We started? We official? We official. Okay. Well, I could go straight to the topic, but I don't want to mess everybody's heads up and start to set unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Why wouldn't have we ever done that? I mean, I think once and it was really boring. Right. So we should just never do that again. So instead, I'll start with my party that I had this weekend. Okay. Yeah. The one that I couldn't go to? Because there was a lot of funny stuff happening. Yes. And I so feel like people need to know about I'm this. I'm going to sit back and relax because I literally just heard these stories already this morning. I know, but maybe, maybe there's stuff I left out and I didn't tell you. Good point. Okay. I don't think so. Though. I'll pay attention. Okay. Well, the party was actually a, meant just to be a play party because we hadn't had one for a while because, you know, my kidneys made me cancel just about every other play party I'd been planning. But then this turned into a special one because uh, one of my besties, he and I have every year a bet about our favorite football teams. And I swear he either has a fetish uh, for humiliation and degradation or he just really thought he was going to win. I'm going with yes. Yeah. Uh, because this pea brain, <laughs> basically. Wow. I know. He doesn't listen, so it's okay. He agreed that the loser of the bet would have to bottom to the winner for impact. Oh, that's how it happened. That's... I knew you lost a bet. Or he lost a bet. I knew it. Yeah. That's the only because you were telling me this story. And I'm like, he bottoms? He doesn't. That's the whole point. He doesn't. Right. Exactly. So that's why I thought. And I figured I'm winning this either way because either I get to beat his ass or I get my ass beaten. I'm a switch. I can't lose here. Right. But he only identifies as a top. Correct. That's funny. I just think he really thought because my team sucked last year. Right. But I got a new coach who is so good. He won coach of the year. I know that means nothing to you because you don't speak sports ball. 
No. But for those who speak sports ball, that's a big fucking deal. I don't understand what you just said, right. but I'm going to go well, with this. Yay! Makes sense. You know what a coach is, right? Yes, I know what a coach okay. is. So he was basically voted as the best coach of the year. That's awesome. Right? So I won. Now, being that he doesn't typically bottom, I was going to be kind. And I wouldn't say gentle, but for me, it was gentle. Right. He probably wasn't going to think so, but for me, it was gentle. And I just felt that wasn't going to be sadistic enough. So we added another layer because obviously I was going to be sadistic physical, but we need to also be sadistic mentally. Like you do. Like you do. So we added the next layer to the scene, which was dad jokes. <laughs> Does he not like dad jokes? Uh, it was actually his fault that this came up. I was out for dinner with him the night before. So the party was on a Saturday. I was out for dinner with him on Friday before we went to go to the movies. And he was showing me that his girlfriend, one of his partners, her dad and he exchanged dad jokes. Okay. So I started to share some of the dad jokes that I torment my children with. Yeah, of course. Right? Because, I mean, I may not be a dad, but I'm a faux pas. That's my joke. <laughs> I told you that joke. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Um, and the groans that I was getting from him were so huge. I thought, wait a minute. I like that. I like tormenting him this okay, way. I've got one for you. Yeah. This is I don't know if this is a dad joke or not, but this is like the cutest fucking joke I've ever seen. Yeah. OK. So why did the why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. That's that's so bad. It's funnier when the three-year-old says it on TikTok. No. It was cute. Come on. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> there's one I was going to share with you if I can find it as I'm scrolling. Um, but anyway, so the way this worked is nobody was doing anything. Like, people came just, some people came just literally for the scene. So we announced that at 930 is when we were going to start this and we could all just hang out and socialize beforehand. And so at 930, we go downstairs and he starts to go through the toys and he picked like four. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, 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 no. You have to do more than four. And one of the ones that I picked out was an evil stick lollipop. That is the logo of my team. Of course. Oh, well, because I think it was like made literally just for this scene. And we got to pick a few more toys. And I told him I was cuffing him to the to the table because I didn't want him to reach behind uh -huh. and, and accidentally, you know, get hurt. So he got cuffed to the table. This and is he all, was okay with this. He, there was a lot of peer pressure. Oh, poor thing. Right? Um, but he did agree to the scene. He consented. Okay. So what happened is, is I would beat him. And while I was beating him, the audience would would yell out the dad jokes. Oh my God. It was it, it, like some of them, like he'd lift his head up and just, they were I so groanable. He would just, he'd pick his head up, turn around and go, really? Yeah. Cause they were so bad. I'm picturing this whole thing and I'm loving it. Right. Um, he tried even sending at one point before the scene, he's like, bad news, everybody. I heard a loud noise. And when I looked to see what it was, I think I sprained my eye. And you're not <laughs> supposed to take beatings with a sprained eye. <laughs> course he did right so it was it was yeah it was funny but we got some good ones in there and then at the end of the scene he decided to be a smart ass and he was like that's all you've got because I was holding back with him mm -hmm. I, I mean the, the purpose of this was to be fun not really 
attack him and not make him, injure him for yeah. reals. Yeah. I wanted to hurt him, not harm him, yes. as they say. So he made the mistake of saying to me, is that all you got? And I said, uh, no. And it's a good thing I did cuff him to the table because I did a double-handed spank on his ass and he almost went flying off the, <laughs> off the spanking bench. I think the only thing keeping him in place... Were the cubs? Yeah. He t- I mean, at one point he was telling me he could kick out, so I made sure I was hitting from the side. So if he kicked out, I was like still, I was not, in the, I was in the safe zone. So that was really funny. And then I did some needle scenes. Uh, a couple of people who were excited to have a needle top again. So the first person she gets on the table. Now, I believe in being brutally open and honest mm-hmm. with my bottoms. So I said to her, uh, you are aware that I am a brand new needle top is that okay with you and she said absolutely i trust you i said i don't think you understand just like how incredibly new i am you're my third scene (laughs) (laughs) and how many did you end the night with i ended with with three total needle scenes so now i'm up to five yay i more than doubled (laughs) so i'm an expert now right yes does that make me an expert that makes you an ex a beepert ah I don't know. Um, then, then I did. I did a first time needle bottom. Kitsy, you're listening. I know you are. It was. I'm sorry you missed it because I know you don't do needles. But if you had watched her reaction, it did an endorphin button on her. Oh. And if you had watched her reaction, oh my god! Like literally, the eyes rolled in the back of her head when she, when they first happened. I was freaking out because I thought, oh my god, she's going to pass out on me. But no, as she said. Oh my God, this is just like when I do gummies, but faster. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay there, Kitsy. <laughs> like, boy, did those endorphins hit Ooh. and the giggles, and it was phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, I've converted a new needle bottom. Very and good. I had a one, and then I got to do another impact scene on my friend Vixen, and we had a blast. And then because it's me, I'm like, I felt very left out. Like I'd done all this topping and no bottoming. And I, I needed something. So I grabbed, I have a heart-shaped heart shaped um, heart spiked paddle. So I just hit myself on my thigh a couple times, made myself bleed, and felt much better. You know, Rara. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think if I had been there, I probably could have worked up the courage to help you with that. I don't think you would have still been there regardless because that was way past your bedtime. I didn't do that to like two. No, no, no. But I two two thirty in the morning. No, I would have been dead and gone. <laughs> um, but I probably would have mustered up the, you know, the will to beat you at some point that night if you had truly needed it. Because remember, I did that for you at risque. You did that for me at risque. Did we talk about that? I, I don't. I don't. Think we have. no. Yes, we did. did we we did. do it in an episode though. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I did a writing on FetLife about it. Yeah. Did we talk about so well, I'll I'll talk to about the, it anyway. I'll try to do the Reader's Digest version so that, yes, if you hang in there with us at some point, I promise we will get to the topic. I don't think we did it on an episode, honestly. I think no, it was, we haven't I'm recorded just thinking of reading your, yeah. um, reading your writing. Yeah. Basically, I went to uh, Risque and pretty much every scene that I was supposed to have didn't happen because of illness. People were sick. And... I still had one scene left planned, but the time that I, I, you know, Virgo here, people, so I arrived when the doors opened, actually beforehand, so that I was in line when the doors opened. Right. 
Um, and my other top is not a Virgo. <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so she didn't get there as early. And it, having everything canceled and messed up just sort of messed my headspace up. And I just couldn't get in the right headspace. Plus, meanwhile, the guy who does the vac bed was admiring my outfit. It was, it was a very little type it was. of an outfit. It was. And I did have my stuffy with me. And so he said my outfit needed a diaper. So he gave me a diaper and I put it on. Because why not? Because it, it was a day ending you, and why. You realize I like, that you're flailing and you're making all the bike noises, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a day ending and why I wanted to do something crazy. Of course. <laughs> and why not diaper? Uh, I haven't been brave enough to use the diapers yet, but they're fun to wear. Don't look at me like that. I, you know, at some point I'm going to, if no other reason, because it may be unintentional because <laughs> I may be laughing so hard. Yeah. Considering we almost just peed <laughs> ourselves going upstairs to the bathroom. Well, we almost didn't make it. No. Hashtag don't pee on me. <laughs> right. But oh my God, we were just hysterically laughing, trying to go up the stairs to get to the bathroom in between. And Dara almost fell on the stairs. I did. I almost face planted because I was <laughs> laughing so hard already. And that just made it even worse. Right. And we had to pee because we were running to get to the bathroom. It was close. It, it was, was really, really close. close. <laughs> we were, and she was above me. So I'm like, don't pee. <laughs> Sorry, my eyelashes are coming off. I was there like, what is I just that? Took my just fuzz got stuck to my eyelash. It's fine. I got this. Is that the fuzz or the eyelash? I don't know. That's fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I only have one eyelash on. It's okay. fine. Um, but anyway, so I ended up, Dara has, Dara usually, when she demo tops at Risque, her table is on top is like a massage table type right. thing. But underneath it is basically a cage. It's a cage table. Yeah. Right. And I do have a picture that I will post when this episode comes out so people can see what I'm talking about. But I decided to crawl in there because, again, I haven't done that before. So I like to experience things. And it's a pretty big table. Well, and I'm not a pretty big person. Wait, no, and I think that's, but that's part of the story. So that's yeah. what I'm, that's what yeah. I'm setting it up. Um, so I went in before Dar started doing a, a bottom. And we did make sure for anybody who's wondering, yes, we had the consent of the bottom. That I could be under them. Yep. So was I bottomer? Uh, bottomist. I was bottomist. You were the bottomist. <laughs> I had my blanket and my stuffy. And I just kind of closed my eyes and chilled out and rested. For a while I watched people. But all I kept seeing was feet. <laughs> Isn't that normal for you though? I did. No, not that bad. <laughs> I did admire some cute shoes though. And I kept wondering, do they know I'm underneath here? Like the people whose feet got closer, did they know I was even there? No, they didn't because I asked a few of them and they were surprised when I told them to look under the table. Yeah. They were like, wait, what? There's a person in there? Um, and then at one point I realized when it was time to get out that it was going to be difficult to get out. So I turned around in the table, <laughs> which is funny because then Dar went, leaned over to tell me the scene was over and my head and feet had switched. Yeah, I was confused. And she was like, wait a minute. How, how did you do that? I was so confused. And I'm like, I'm just that small. I was able to turn around. Yeah, I have no. Underneath. <laughs> you, she's like a contortionist in one of those boxes <laughs> that you cut people up in, you know? She's just like switched places and was like, what the fuck? But it really helped and it put me in a much better headspace. And so I ended up doing a uh, an electro 
impact scene with Dara, mm-hmm. which we called over other people to join us because you know me, I, I like group play. I like to involve other people. I love it too. I like having the audience. I like yeah. having the the amount of people that came over though was pretty funny. And hot Asian guy yeah. was one of the people who joined us who then had the rest of us in stitches because at one point <laughs> he got up on the table. No, that was me. Oh, I thought he was also the one when he was doing the... No, he was behind you. Oh, okay. I'm the one that climbed up on the table. And th- but I think like he rubbed his hands and he went oh, yeah, clear, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and then like slapped two handed down on my ass, like they were like CPR paddles. Right. So then, of course, we all had to do it. But there was so there was um, Avery, me, hot Asian guy, hot Asian guy's partner, and one observer. I don't even know who all had their hands on me. Honestly, it was, no. The four people that I just named yeah. were the ones that had their hands on you. Mostly me and hot Asian guy. Avery was like, kind of chickening out at one point. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why are you making me do this? What? I'm like, you're doing great. Just keep going. She likes it. I don't want to hurt her. No, hurt her. Really? She Avery, must not know me very well. Apparently not. But I'm like, no, Avery, fucking smack her. She likes it. Are you kidding me? Like, beat her with a bat. Do it. <laughs> So poor Avery was like so nervous. But. Oh my God. But hot Asian guy with the clear smack. That we were, I was doubled Talk over. Talk about peeing in your pants, right? I was absolutely <laughs> doubled over. But so the hot Asian guy and I were having a contest about like the different hits. And we were like, we were bouncing back and forth at one point, And then we would like, and then after like several really good creative ones, we'd high five each other. And Avery was like trying to get in on this and <laughs> was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, high five two to you. And then my favorite part of the evening, <laughs> he pulled out his drumsticks. Oh, yes. That glow in the dark. Yes. Uh, they, they were LED. You had to actually charge them drumsticks. And I know this because he sent me the link to on Amazon and I'm going to get these things. Yeah, they're on my list too. I love them. Oh, see, see for me, my favorite part was when he would do the clear and the two-handed, like it was CPR paddles. Yeah. And then my sad little pathetic white ass would twerk. Yeah. Like, or attempt to twerk. Like, I'm alive now. It worked. <laughs> and we were like, it's alive. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> so moral of the story is, it's okay if your mindset for play gets Fucked. messed up and just make the best of it. And it turned out to be a really amazing, wonderful night. It was really fun. I don't normally do a whole lot of like impact unless it's on Rara and a couple of other people. But yeah, that turned out to be just hysterical. I mean, like we were in stitches, just doubled over laughing for most of so it. So funny. It was great. It turned out to be a really fantastic night after all. So with that in mind, <laughs> would you like to do the actual episode now oh, that we we're can, about oh. 15 or more minutes Still not in? a record, but yes. No, record was what, 24? Yeah, something like that. I think if we did that, we'd be an hour and a half episode. Yeah. I don't know that we should do that again. No, that's not. No, I mean we could. We we easily could. I did I've two hour. Most... I did a two hour TikTok live the other day. It's not a problem. Okay. This was one. You know, we say this a lot, but it, it's true. This was another much requested episode. We do that a lot. Well, we want to. I mean, honestly, if there's things you want to hear about, then let us know. We. We want to tell you about them. And the more the request, the more we're going to go, hey, maybe we should do this episode sooner rather than later. Right. Uh, and this episode is, we'll just go straight to it now, 20 some odd minutes later. Uh, s- almost 18 minutes. Almost 18 minutes later. Uh, is about primal play. That's the first time you've said it this I whole know. time. Thank yeah. you. Congrats. I thought it was, thank you. 
So Dyer, when what when you think about primal play, what comes to mind? Um, beating each other and wrestling and just going like full blown, full at whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And what kind of emotions do you think come up during primal play? Angry. Oh, you think the, they're all angry? They'll pack your angry eyes just oh. in case. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I love that. I'm packing your angry eyes. That just reminds me totally because we go off topic. <laughs> my my middle son, when he was little, used to like make this face when he would be angry. And we called them angry eyes. <laughs> well, that was a Toy Story reference on my part. Toy Story 2. My bad. It was one of the Toy Stories. Yeah, Mrs. Potato Head didn't show up until 2. He was a single potato. True. That's, he was a single potato in it, the first one. It's a single spud. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> single spud. Sorry. Oh, my God. I just saw TikTok earlier where... There were three news anchors and the one guy was saying he was married and one of the other, and one of the partners was had a boyfriend. And then he turned to the third and he said, he goes, you're single. So you're single and ready to mingle. He said, no, 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 no. I'm single and I want to go home and just eat snacks and sit on the sofa. So I, I'm I'm single and Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. He's a single oh, Pringle. Pringle. Okay. okay. All right. Anyway, uh, so I thought we'd do this this episode a little differently, and I want to go over some different definitions of primal from different sources, and we're just going to discuss it. Okay. And as well, usual, I have not looked at this at all. No. Well, primal is very interesting in the sense that if you ask five people what primal means to them, you'll probably get five different answers. Okay. How many people said angry eyes? You're the only one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Right. So let's start with first the definition from BDSM Wiki. They listed primal play in the kink context as getting to a place where the mass civilization can fall away and to allow acting on urges and impulses more directly. That seems really complicated. Right. Well, because the point being is is that in civilization, we have to we all wear certain masks because we have to follow the rules we have to um, work within the boundaries of civilization. And in primal play, it takes all that away. Do they mean like civility? Yes. Okay. Civility and, and following the rules of what is and isn't acceptable. Got you, got you. Right? They also say that these can be raw, rough sexual feelings. But what I found interesting is they also said it could also be joy, silliness, deep feelings of love and intimacy, feelings of deep tenderness, even sadness and grief. Sadness and grief? What? Because it's it's more, it's just, you know, you'll hear the term animalistic come yeah. out a lot when it refers to primal. We're just getting into our animalistic selves. And when you think about, look at your pets, right? Whatever they feel isn't constrained by what society says they should feel. Nope. They just do. Right. So, like, if you're sad, you try to kind of control it mm-hmm. because we've been taught nobody else wants to hear hear about your sad state or, you know, you don't want to mess up their moods. Well, like, especially at work. Right. And in the whole point of primal play is you just get to feel what you want, how you feel, when you want to feel it with no limitations. Right. So that's what it is. Now, um, they also list that primal doesn't necessarily have to mean rough. See, I always thought it did. Well, that's why I, I, I 
did my notes this way somewhere different because I was of the same impression. Like I feel like primal play is this animalistic getting together of two people and, you know, battling each other, which is where I see your angry eyes yeah. type thing comes from. That's what I thought it was. Right? So they listed, it's more a matter of being raw and unfiltered, whatever those feelings present are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Following. And uh, so I liked that as a different way to look at primal as being raw and unfiltered in whatever feelings you're feeling. So just not holding back. Exactly. Okay. All right. And the term primal can refer to a type of play, an identity, or a style of relationships. And just to make sure primal play, it often gets synonymous with pet play. But as you'll learn as we go through this, most people think that's actually, they're separate. They're different. I can see that. Right. Pet play is a little more role play sometimes yeah. than primal, I think. Right. Primal tendencies often uh, do not conform to rigorous structures involved with protocol, but they, and this is again, according to BDSM Wiki, I don't necessarily agree with everything, but they do have a DS element, which is often established through uh, some sort of dominance display. Okay. And um, for me, I don't necessarily agree with this because I have heard, I've spoken to people who tell me that they are a dominant and they do primal play with another dominant. So that it becomes more like an alpha versus alpha situation. So I do like this dominance display part because mm -hmm. in that case, it would be a display of dominance fighting over a whatever it is they're fighting over thing. Right? Like, I mean, you see in the wild. Yeah. And it's not in every case, but we'll just go with gender stuff here. With It's male versus male, right? Fighting over a female. Fighting over a female. Fighting over who gets to lead the pack. Whatever. I bet you've read a lot of books with that, haven't you? I, I might have. I like to read uh, shifter, mm -hmm. shifter stuff. And you know, okay, so for this, everybody keeps, I bet, thinking of like wolves, right? Yeah. Or lions, or mm -hmm. especially in the whole shifter thing. Well, lions, the women are in charge, but that's beside the well, point. Okay, well, whatever. Mostly wolves, right? Yeah. I want to know if anybody has ever done primal play with like birds. <laughs> at each other well okay we wait. just call that twitter but that's beside <laughs> i was gonna make that fucking joke too i was gonna say well if you have your phone out then it's just twitter oh my god okay no i meant like have you ever seen those documentaries where like birds do their mating dance displays and they're like super <laughs> colorful and really yes. aggressive looking i yes. feel like that would be a really funny primal scene <laughs> okay we need somebody to do this scene for us please, please and god. report back Please do it and video it for me so I can see it. I desperately want to see. Robert's going to be like playing Angry Birds. Oh my God. Ah! <laughs> oh my God. No, now we need to do an Angry Birds scene. That, there's your primal play with birds. Angry Birds. We're going to have a slingshot. <laughs> like little stacky toys and you can like bodily slingshot yourself into the Some of us are painted red. Some of us are painted blue. Oh. 
fold my other eyelashes. <laughs> I can't. Okay. So I snorted and I'm crying and you're crying. So with double drink, like where are yeah. we right now? Hopefully you're drinking water, everybody. Um, okay. So you'll hear not the- expecting the primal <laughs> episode to set us off like that. So congratulations to us. Uh, do we even need to point out we're tired? Like, or can you guys just assume at this point? <laughs> we're always tired. Um, you'll... Primal predator is a primal who seeks to hunt and attempt to capture prey. Like, oh. So you'll hear that a lot. And then, of course, there's the primal prey, the primal who's, who seeks to be hunted by the predator. Mm-hmm. Which is where I think that a lot of the, the DS aspect of this comes into play. That people just sort of get this assumption that primal predator and primal prey is like the way to do this and it's just one way i'm still crying i can't help and i took off my other eyelashes so i I don't have to worry about lean away (laughs) (sighs) all right so let's move on to the definition of primal from kinkley now i'm going to preface this with a couple things here i like kinkley i use it a lot for different definitions that being said (laughs) oh dear god kinkley has two problems and they're they're related and that is the assumption of male dom female submissive and mm-hmm. that everything involves sex. We know how much both of those bug you. Right? I actually reached out to them. Oh and really? Pointed out about their um bias. Their bias. Uh and and the fact that not uh, uh, the other bias I, I can't speak. I'm sorry. The other bias too is that everything is about DS. Right? And, What'd they say? Um they thanked me and they will bring it up to the board. Because I was obviously reaching out through social media. So whoever I spoke to was a social media person. Right. But um, it started because they gave a definition of rigor as a dominant who does rope. And as we know, nothing sets you off more. Riggers are tops who do rope, who may or may not be a dominant. But yeah, that's, yeah. You okay. can do a dominant scene with rope. Yeah. Well, the rigor could be a submissive. Or you know what? A lot of riggers don't identify as either dom or sub. They just identify as a rigor. Mm-hmm. That's their entire... Their entire kink personality. So anyway, so I just want to preface this by saying that kinkly tends to put everything in terms of sex and DS. All right. So kinkly, primal play involves getting into a primal state of being or mind where a person tends to behave in a rough or animalistic way. So you see they're going back to, for them, it's about being rough. Right. While the first one was like, it doesn't actually have to be rough. And I, I appreciated that. Um, they say that a primal fetish is a desire or preference for sexual activity. So this is what we're talking about. Yeah. That allows the participants to connect with their most animalistic or primal selves. Is It is a style of BDSM that focuses on raw feelings and actions that are evoked by natural impulses and urges. Because the primal state is purely instinctual, primal say can be triggered by rough sex which is how some people find out that they are primals. Okay. Um, so, right. So you'll hear the terms animalistic. You'll hear the terms instinctual. Those tend to come up a huge amount Isn't with primal. But isn't all sex like animalistic and instinctual? I, I think in their heads, not, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't view it as that. Okay, because I love me some rough sex. Right. 
like pretty much almost every time, but mm-hmm. I've never once identified as a primal. Right. Um, could you do it without the rough sex? I mean, you love rough sex, yeah. but could you do it without the? Yeah. Well, again, remember, fetish is you need it. Correct. So if your fetish is primal, you need that. Right. But what if it's their kink? I don't even think I have a primal kink. Right. I just really like rough sex. I don't under. I don't know yeah. what the difference could be there. Um. That's why I like the first definition where they said it doesn't have to be about rough. Right. No, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I like this definition. Yeah. Although this second part here, I do like. Right. So those who enjoy primal play may describe it as a very passionate and sensual as well as exhilarating. Um, see, I have a problem with that because then that says if you're not doing primal that it's not passionate or, or sensual. And or I disagree. Or if it is passionate, it's automatically primal. I don't know. Right. No, I like, I, would, the, I like the rest of it. I mean, I would hate to not have passion in my sex. I've had sex without love. There was still passion. I've had sex without passion. I call that my second marriage. Yeah, that's exactly and what I'm talking about. Which is why I'm not married to him anymore. It was just, it was like I, f- I needed to be yeah. fucked. I needed, I mean, I broke my Hitachi. What else was yeah. I going to do? Now, here's what's interesting. So some things a primal might do include scratching, yes. biting, hair pulling, vocalizing with grunts and growls. This is hot, yes. Wrestling and using force and strength with their partner. Now, that's interesting because I'm, I just talked with somebody about this. I'm not a biter. I don't bite. I am. <laughs> but I am an absolute scratcher. Because I've had nails for years. Yeah. And so I like to dig my fingernails in. Okay. So, okay. I am a scratcher. I love being scratched. I love scratching. Like Daddy Mm -hmm. J is into scratching as well. So we do that to each other all the time. My little is a biter. Well, your little has an oral issue. Yeah. Big time biter. Mm -hmm. Like that's my foreplay is biting daddy. And I'm also a hair puller. Like if I'm having sex in particular, I like to grab and hold onto the hair tight. Like that's how I center myself, which was interesting because Diesel is bald. I was going to say, how do you fuck Diesel? This is, (laughs) this worked. I I would, I'm trying to show Dara and I know you can't see this, but I would be like, my hands would be like, oh, what what do I fucking hold on to? I just like grip the top of his head and hang on for dear life. And and I certainly didn't want to dig my nails into his scalp. And hold on. So I, I learned to just grab the shoulders and hold on no, wait, with wait. my nails. You're not holding your arms out far enough. Yeah, I know. I got to. It's it's an uncomfortable thing because the I actually they're usually up and under his ah. arms. His arms go on the outside. Mine are under and Much go underneath. More, so you're tucked so in underneath there. Yes. OK. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> growling like I don't know what it is that people always associate primal and growling. Like you hang out on social media long enough and you're going to have some dom dom come over there. And I don't even know. I don't think I can growl properly. I can't do it. I cannot. No. I, it's like sounds stupid, but it that sounds stupid pathetic. when they do it too. Well, if you no. ask me. No. This is how I know I'm not primal because when I hear growling, I laugh. But I don't think that's the reaction you're supposed to have. Why do you think I love Jason Momoa so much? That Khal Drogo growl of his and that deep guttural voice when he does that. Oh, my Yeah, see, this God. is why I don't identify as primal. It makes me laugh. Because I, I look at them and my reaction is, am I supposed to now get on my back and throw my legs up in the air? What am I supposed to do with that sound? Yes, that's exactly what you do. Yeah. Even I, better, turn around and offer your ass. I do like that position. Doggy <laughs> style is a fun position. That's That, to me, is more animalistic and primal. That's a good... I know that's obviously how dogs do it that's hence the doggy style and i've seen a lot of animals 
do it that way. Horses. Is there other ways to, I mean, are there animals who do it more in the missionary type position? I think monkeys also do it. Oh my God. No. So I saw a TikTok. Do I want to know? I said monkeys do it and you said I saw a TikTok. Now I'm scared. I don't remember if it was a raccoon, a possum, it was something. And And the caption read something like, I thought I was getting a cute, sweet video. And he was just sitting there and he was like almost sitting on his butt, leaning against something. And his little paws went into the middle. And next thing you know, his dick popped out and he leaned over and put it in his mouth. First of all, that was a big dick, especially proportionate wise. And I got to admire anybody who can bend over to suck their own dick. Come on. Not many can do that. There is one actor that can actually do that, apparently. Right? You have to it. be both big and flexible. Yeah. No, that's not a thing that you could do but, normally. But anyway, hey, so. Hey, I know that some fish do it, missionary. Okay. That's the only ones I know. Again, fish don't strike me, make me think of primal. I could be uh, wrong, again, though. Again, you could do a really interesting scene. <laughs> God, you could have a primal scene between a bird and a fish. Who's going to win? Uh, The bird. Right? I would think so. Unless the fish can get away. Talk about your predator and prey scene. Well, I mean, there's the fish that can spit through the water at a certain angle to hit its prey, and it's actually a carnivorous fish. Okay, that's potential. It's an archer fish, I think is what that one's called. Anyway, I know way too much. Yeah, you do. Random shit. Um, (laughs) Going back to definition. So primals release themselves from the inhibitions of our world to allow themselves a headspace that is instinctual and reactive to their base impulses and desires. Can you do gorilla primal? I know. That for me, when I thought, before I did the research for this episode, when I thought primal, that would have been the perfect definition of how I viewed primal. Yeah. That they are releasing inhibitions of our world to just act out. You don't think, you just do. That makes perfect sense to me. Right? And last but never least is submissive guide. According to Submissive Guide, you were born with all the kink toys that you would actually need for playing primal. Your teeth, your nails, your hair, and your skin. I disagree immediately. Okay. Because you can always add claws. You can. I think the point is you don't have to. Okay, that's true. Right? You have all you need. If you want to add to it, you can. I mean, technically, my nails have had assistance, which is how they've grown. Okay. Though these are my own nails underneath. But yes. Now this is where this is where I differ, but again, this is submissive guide. They say pure and abject submission isn't what's called for here. The dominant who prefers primal play wants to fight. And primal play may be your perfect fit if you're the bratty sub who yearns to be overwhelmed, conquered, and forced to submit to a stronger, more powerful dominant. Isn't that C and C? Uh, I guess it depends on whether or not your safe words are part of the situation, right? But that would be a particular, you could do a primal play, a C&C, of course. Yeah, they, I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit that can be mixed up, right? Um, a primal play may look like a wrestling or even martial arts scene. There may be pressure points involved and even rope bondage. But the thing that sets primal play apart from other types is raw, emotional, sexual feelings displayed. All of the labels, roles, and protocols go out the window during primal play, and the bottom can become a snarling, growling, 
clawing animal, hell-bent on getting away. More sensual types of primal play can look like two animals greeting each other. The top can sniff the submissive growl in, in her ear, pull her hair back, and bite her neck while holding her immobile. Okay, I do that to daddy. Again, foreplay. Maybe you are primal and you didn't realize it. Huh. Why is it every fucking time we talk about something, I make all these discoveries? No, I like, I really, really love his deodorant. And he has a particular kind of uh, cologne that he wears Mm -hmm. when he wants me to like basically just get on top of him. Right. So he puts that on and I will go like full on. (sighs) That was a halfway decent growl. I wasn't trying. That's just a sign. Maybe that's the point. Maybe. Okay. So, so okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a little primal, bit primal. Right? And uh, honestly, for me, as a Virgo with OCD, I cannot turn my brain off. Yeah, I can picture you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's why primal is nice and interesting, but I will never be primal because I will never be able to fall. My instincts are to always be aware of societal rules. Um. You're always aware of everything around you and ready to ready to jump, right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't you do like you would be primal prey in that case? I could, but I don't have an interest in fighting you for power. You're just going to submit. No, I'm just going to take it. Like I, I, I it's not a fight. You, it's very cute you think. <laughs> and I will let you think. See, I've always been a big believer if the person that I'm with wants to think they're in power, I don't need the recognition that I'm the one in power. I just want what I want when I want it. So as long as that happens, if you feel you need to be the one to say you're in power, go ahead. You you take it. I'm just going to get what I want when I want it. <laughs> so I don't care about the labels per se. Um, and as I said, we, we heard my very sad, pathetic attempt at growling. Yeah. Do right? that again? No, because I can't. Because that'll just start laughing. Okay, just go tweet, 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 <laughs> tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> That's Rara's primal is tweeting. <laughs> so is primal play only about sex? No. Exactly. No. Um, if you've got, if you, I've seen some wrestling matches between men who have, who are both considered themselves straight and therefore have no desire to end the scene with their dick in somebody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what they say. If they tell me that's how they feel, I'm not going to tell them they're wrong. No, they're not wrong. It just looks. Have you never watched wrestling matches? I have, yes. Okay. I've seen that with, um, I saw that at Winterfire. I've seen that at other events where they just put the wrestling mats out and people go for it and wrestle. That would be primal play. I know too much of the history of wrestling. Well, it might have started originally with sex involved, but that doesn't mean that's how it is now. No, it didn't. They just did it naked. Well, then there's nothing to grab onto, I would imagine. And they oiled themselves, too. They still have oil, ones where you oil, but they're not naked. Their bottom half is covered. But they do oil themselves. I know. Like I said, I know too much of the history of it. Right. Um, Is primal play only about DS? Because as we've heard it described in these three places, it does seem like DS is a large part of it. Yeah, but like, again, each of those have a particular bias. Like the submissive guide, clearly biased. 
Right. Well, you heard everything being referred to as he dominant, she right, submissive. Right. And then the, what was it? The kinkly? Yeah. Is the one that you already reached out to. So uh-huh. again, there's lots of bias already in DS. And you already said that there's alpha and alpha. Mm-hmm. I've seen, there was um, a gentleman once at one of the munches who was telling me the story who absolutely only identifies as a dominant mm-hmm. and had a female dominant friend. And they would often wrestle and see who, it, it, and while yes, you'll hear wrestling, you'll hear the term submit, you have to submit. That's a whole lot of different than submission submitting. Yes. Right. And so they would have these great scenes. Uh, somebody else I know, a fem- another, again, female dominant wrestling with a male dominant. Wasn't the scene that I missed that one time we talked about it? A hot Asian guy was doing a scene up in like that big cage at Risque and they were he was fighting another dominant for the submissive kind of a thing. Oh, I didn't see that either. So oh, I'm so upset about that. I missed that. I'm still pissed. But I mean, I guess that would kind of be considered. I don't know if it was a male or a female that he was fighting. Mm-hmm. But there was lots of climbing around the cage and swinging at each other and inside and outside the cage. I feel like that would have been a primal thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, can you absolutely incorporate it into DS? Yes. And I hear a lot of people describe themselves as primal players who identify within DS. Mm-hmm. And I probably hear more people who identify in DS as primal players, you know, versus those of us, let's say, who do impact or do electro or rigging, like a lot of them don't necessarily partake in DS. They just partake in their particular kink. I don't know a lot of primal players who are like, oh, I'm primal, but I don't do DS. That's okay. True. I I mean, I just meant now they might not have a partner at the time or they might not be playing with their partner. As I said, you've got the alpha versus alpha. Um, So I don't know why that might be. I can probably make some guesses in the fact that Right. The winner of the or I should say in this case, the loser in the primal play has to submit. So I could see why if you've already got that that DS feelings in your body, Mm -hmm. why this would then appeal to you. All right. Uh, And so here's a question. So why do people like primal play? Well, because it allows them to free themselves of societal constraints. I was going to say that whole lack of civility thing is probably where that's at. Right. And by reverting to a more natural and basic version, primal individuals can experience a sense of intense freedom. And for a lot of them, arousal. And intimacy with their partners. I feel like this is pretty much on the same level as uh, littling. Some people would think littling could potentially be primal play because, again, societal constraints say you're an adult act like one. Yeah, no. Right? And the fact that you don't, Because I don't have to in my own house. I can just let go. I can be free. But there's some people who would say, I I mean, I could see the argument how that would be under the primal play category. You know what? I can kind of see that too. So it's like it would be a aspect of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because again, the same thing. I'm, I'm getting rid of societal constraints. I'm reverting to a more basic version. Um... There's freedom, there's intimacy. Yeah, all of that. Not so much arousal for me, but I do know people that get aroused by being their little self. Yeah. Yeah. So 
controversial talk, at least in the research that I found, is, is pet play a form of primal play? And I found differing opinions, but it did seem like it was more than 50% felt it was not. Because that even though primal individuals often identify as certain animals, they don't use leashes and collars within their pet play. If you think about it, pet play tends to be about household pets, right? Your dogs. Domesticated your ones. Domesticated ones. Your dogs, your cats. Horses. Horses. Um, bunnies. Yeah. Right? And, and they're very domesticated Peop, uh, people who want to be around humans so they can get that love from the human that a pet gets. While those who identify as primal, what are they picking? Wolves. Wolves, tigers, lions, not things you're going to find within a normal household as mm -hmm. a pet. And they're not seeking out humans. I've seen foxes, right? They're, but, but again, they're not seeking out humans to give them that a love that a human gives to a pet. Ooh, bears. Oh, my. No, I was just thinking that would be a really interesting scene, like bear versus human. Mm-hmm. Bear's going to win. Unless the human has a gun. Well, why would you have that in a primal play scene? Oh, you're talking about primal play. Okay. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and even then, even if they have a gun, it ain't going to stop a bear half mm -hmm. the time. Right. You ever see uh, uh, The Revenant? No, but have you seen that new movie, Bear on Cocaine? No, What? Apparently, it's based upon a true story about how some smugglers or whatever had some cocaine that either they had to drop because they were being counted by authorities or fell off an airplane while they were being transported. And a bear got into the stash of cocaine that was left. And now they were going back to try to get their cocaine. And now there's a bear high on cocaine. That thing wouldn't be shot down with a nuke yeah th i actually point. i when i first saw bear on cocaine i thought it was like a joke like it was a made-up movie it's an actual movie it's i don't know if it's out yet but or it might be by the time like this those releases. stupid shark movies that yeah. kept coming out for okay, a while sharknado was hysterical did you not watch sharknado of course i didn't oh my god it's one of those that's so bad it's funny no yeah that's just bad all right so different types of primal play you have your basic where you've got your sniffing each other when you're meeting for the first time the growling. You still can't do I it. I can't do it. <laughs> Scratching, wrestling, biting. It's about using your five senses and tapping into your basic instincts. Uh, scent, very important in primal play. Um, you know, the smell of their sweat or just their basic body scent. They talk a lot about a fight for dominance, just like you have in the animal kingdom. Two animals may fight in order to gain dominance. So you can do that both in, as, as a power play, you know, if you want to talk about the, sub, the submissive doesn't necessarily easily submit, mm -hmm. or as we've been talking about the alpha versus alpha. Chasing, that comes up a lot where you've got predator and prey. So uh, chasing could involve being chased around the home or space in order to hunt one's prey. One of the very popular things in some of the books that I like to read is mazes. You've got, you've got your prey, always female, who has, let's say, is given a head start in the maze, and then the predator comes after them, male, and if they catch their prey, they get to fuck them. Mm. Delicious. They seem to like it. 
um, force submission once your partner has been overpowered. And you can continue to have some struggles for power until the forced submission occurs. We've talked about rough body play in wrestling. Apparently circling. You know, like you do at the beginning of a wrestling match, you're circling each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before somebody finally makes that first move. Well, you could do a really good primal orgy. Yeah. Um, the circling helps you get into that primal headspace at the beginning of the scene. The two animals, they're getting to know each other. Can you just picture David Attenborough like narrating one of these? Oh, we need that. Who could do a David Attenborough voice? We need to find somebody. The right. prey is sniffing where the I see. I can't do a David Attenborough like at no. all. But I just I really want somebody to narrate one of the. There's a lot of things I want somebody to put together for me so I can watch them. Yeah. Um, impromptu bondage, usually holding someone's limbs down. You know, as you see in uh, wrestling scenes mm-hmm. where they're holding them down. So that's it. Um, a couple of terms that are very common to primal. You might hear the term pack, which is a group of primal players who um, have created almost like a family type atmosphere between themselves. Like in a, you know how you have like in poly, you have the polycule. This, a pack would be the primal version of that. Got you. You've got your alphas. Primals who identify as dominance within the pack. That doesn't mean they necessarily identify as a dominant in the terms of DS. Because what they're talking about is specific to the primal aspect of the group. You've got your, of course, mate. The primals who have formed a deep bond, whether they're married, dating, whatever. Um, so one of the things that came up, which I thought was very interesting, is how would you negotiate primal Considering it's supposed to be animalistic, instinctual play. Right. Like it's just supposed to go with the flow kind of a situation. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's a good question. Thank you. I, I was proud of myself. That's a very um, good question. First of all, it still is the sense where there needs to be, you need to have a discussion, likes, dislikes, soft limits, hard limits. You need that in the scene. You need your safe words, whether they be actual words, gestures, you know, like the literal tapping out that you see and all that. Um, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about a couple who did a lot of these type of scenes where the woman really went so deep into that primal headspace that she lost her ability to control what she did and didn't do, which personally, I kind of cringed listening to that because I thought that she shouldn't be doing this. But I guess if you are playing with somebody and you tell them that beforehand, you get into your risk aware, right? Consensual kink, so and like that's stuff that you cannot physically do, right? Because, I, I can't, right? But what I thought worked well is what she did is anytime she did that kind of primal wrestling fighting scene, she brought in a third person who would, I guess, act for lack of a better term as the ref <laughs> and watch over and pull her off and make sure. Well, like how'd the ref get in there without getting clawed? That's interesting. This is this. And the um, the guy who was talking about this said he did a scene with her once. And what he ended up having to do is intentionally consciously submit. So we could talk her down like once he submitted, you know, that that helped. She stopped fighting because she had the submission she wanted. And then he was able to talk to her very quietly, gently and pull her out of the headspace. Huh. But again, 
I don't necessarily recommend that for most people, but if that's how you play, you need to let your partner know you should put in some safety things into place, like having somebody else, making sure that your scenes aren't just the two of you. Yeah, like just safety protocols in right? general, yeah. Um, and again, risk aware. So make sure the other person understands, knows what their risks are, uh, because apparently she can bite to the point of blood. So these are things you need to be aware of. What I thought was interesting is some people called called primal edge play. Uh, I mean, I guess if there's blood being drawn, yes. Right. And obviously blood play is a possibility if you're talking about biting and scratching. Right. Because if you've ever, I mean, like I do with Diesel, there has been a couple times where I've accidentally truly gotten my nails into the skin. Well, I mean, not that he's complaining, mind you. No, he, he probably right? didn't. But I, I'm just saying it's like, so that is a risk. And I don't, see, my problem is, is when I think of blood, uh, there's so many different things that I do that blood is a potential risk, right. but not the intention. And to me, that's sort of where the difference is, is like impact. There's certain toys that I've used where blood has accidentally been drawn. Mm -hmm. So is it edge play? Is it not? I, I think if we kind of just assume everything we do has risks, which is why I hate the word safe, <laughs> we just assume everything has risks and not worry about calling things edge play or not edge play. Because when you like take away the, if you say this is edge play, but this isn't, it makes people think this isn't safe, but this is. No, I and mean, that like, makes me. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff in BDSM that could be considered edge play. Like anytime you do any kind of physical contact, could technically right. be edge play. Yeah, I mean, you're putting electricity through somebody's body. Fucking How is hell, that not edge yes, play? Right? That's for sure edge play. Um, I'm putting needles into bodies. How do how does that not fall under an edge play situation? When I little, I'm not necessarily edge playing. Not necessarily. But I do bite. So. So. Hmm. So that's why I just, I, I, to me, the term edge play, I don't think we necessarily need it. I think we need to assume everything we do is risky and identify what the risks are. And then you know whether to consent or not. What's interesting is my favorite thing. So I was curious as to what some of my other Kingster friends thought about edge play. And this one I died. So I put it into, I have a group of people you know, I'm in different Discord groups. This particular group I really like because these are people who, like us, kink regularly. They go into the dungeon. They totally understand that, you know, nothing we do is safe. And aftercare is not a requirement, blah, blah, blah. And this is, I hope she listens to this. So this comment was from Little Bear. And I love this. She said, quote, unquote, personally, I say edge play because I know I'm getting a heart attack if I run any type of distance. <laughs> Okay, so personally, I say edge play because my knees will give out in the first ten <laughs> steps, and I'll be down. <laughs> That's it. I'm 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 wolf food at that point, right? Um, and so I think within the primal play, I know as we said, most of us, and and I'm definitely guilty of this. I've always considered primal play the rough stuff, right? Um, and I do appreciate the idea that it's not necessarily the rough stuff. Though I am having a little more of a struggle trying to determine like how you would incorporate that into like a scene per se. I don't know. I mean, 
I don't think I've ever actually done like a real true primal scene. I've watched a couple and that was at Winterfire last year. And I thought it was a C&C scene. There would be a lot of people who would consider, depending upon what you're doing in the CNC. Fighting, punching, right? like a lot of holding down, a lot of punching, a lot of like... Without safe words? I don't know because there was music going at the right. time and they were kind of far away. So I have absolutely no idea. Well, I'm no only idea. saying that because that's what makes it CNC versus the wrestling. No, CNC has safe words. Has a safe word, but the word no... But, right. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. But, it's, but I'm saying no. It sounds like what you're describing is... I wouldn't necessarily call that a C and C. I don't see as much as a primal C. I wasn't sure what I was looking at. Yeah. They weren't speaking mm -hmm. and their music was pretty loud. So I don't yeah. know. Um, but I just, for the most part, the people that I talk to, the people I know who identify as primal, put it into, put their primal scenes into one of three categories, either predator and prey, wrestling, which could be both. Of mm -hmm. those, but because again, some of them consider it be predator versus predator, and whoever's the better predator wins. That's why I separate those. And then, of course, the third, the sex itself. Okay, yeah, I'd be. I guess if I did have the that kind of tendency, it would just be the sex itself part. Yeah. Um, and so as somebody who just doesn't lose control, <laughs> I would never identify myself as primal. It's fascinating. It's interesting. I love the idea of a pack. I'm I'm a pack person as far as my personality. And so I love the idea of a pack. And I I always say that if I had a choice, I'd come back as a wolf. That's why my favorite dogs look a like husky. wolves. Yep. Huskies and Malamutes because they look like wolves. Um, and, ha and hence all the stuffed animals I have of wolves. Yes, especially Princess uh, Pais Pais Pars Paisley. Primrose. Primrose. Paisley's no, the cat. Paisley's the unikitty. Yeah, that's right. Okay, my bad. I know. So I personally don't identify as primal, but I find it, I find it very fascinating. And I would love to talk to people who are, if you're out there, who identifies primal, but not as DS, because I'm that'd just be, curious if you exist. That'd be really cool. I to would talk imagine to. they exist. Oh, they have to exist. Uh, so what do you, what have you decided now by the end of this? Do you consider primal for yourself or not? Um, still probably not because I, okay, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't do it that much to really be, I don't, I don't think I'd be considered a primal. I think I'm just like a little with a little bit of, with a definite oral fixation and a little bit of pet play thrown in there. I've just got little bits of stuff tossed into the little, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That to me, I'm just, it's still just All me right, being so little. Let us put this out there to the group and, um. I'd be curious to have people respond to us. Do you consider little primal? That's a really big question. I like the big questions. You do. That's all I got. Okie dokie. <laughs> you know, when you don't identify in a particular kink, like I'm not really going to have stories for everybody because I didn't do primal scenes. So I don't right. have stories for you. Um, other than the ones that I've overheard or seen. The scenes I've seen. The scenes you've seen? <laughs> the scenes I've seen. I'm like, now I'm going to do Dr. Seuss. <laughs> the scenes you've seen. With your scenes. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to go get more Good coffee. <laughs>
Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.